This is Father Kevin Hale with the homily for the fourth Sunday of Advent, the 22nd of December. I wonder if you can remember what you dreamt about last night. We all dream, of course. Some of us can remember our dreams vividly. Others of us can seldom recall anything that we've dreamt of. And often dreams can make us feel good. Sometimes they can unsettle us. And depending on your school of theology of psychology, our subconscious is brought to the fore during our periods of unconsciousness. During our sleep, our deepest concerns, anxieties and uncertainties can run riot. The readings of this Advent Sunday, just before Christmas, present us with two images of men in the Bible who had dreams and dared to fulfil them. Ahaz and Joseph. Ahaz was a ruler who was afraid of what God was asking of him. But Isaiah reassures him to trust in God's ancient promises. Isaiah tells him to dream big, ask for a sign of the Lord your God, he tells him. Ask for anything, risk, trust, hope as big as you please. That's what the prophet tells Ahaz based on his abiding confidence in God. And fast forward then about 700 years to a distant relative of King Ahaz, Joseph, who is wrestling with a vexing problem. He's betrothed to Mary, so he's engaged but they haven't moved in together. He finds her to be with child and think what that actually meant at that time in that culture. But there was worse and more improbable news for Joseph because he's not the father. And Mary insists that she is still a virgin and that her unborn child is the son of God. Even today that would be nigh on impossible to accept. But back then, for Mary and Joseph in that traditional Jewish society, she could have been stoned to death according to the law of Moses. No one would have believed her. So Joseph's mind must have been in turmoil. It was a nightmare, not a dream at all. Now, Joseph is described in the Bible as being a righteous man. Now, that's a biblical code for someone who abides carefully by the law. But he's also a man of very deep compassion. So we hear that he is unwilling to expose Mary to shame, and he decides to send her away quietly without any drama. What we see in Joseph is a very good man indeed, someone who beautifully balances the demands of the law and the demands of love. It's so easy to take one or the other. You're a man of the law, you're strict, you're absolute, you're severe. Some people of the law can be lacking in love and compassion. Or you're simply a man of love and compassion and you ignore the law, which can make you overly permissive, relativistic, a kind of who cares, anything goes attitude. Joseph is acting here with an exquisite balance between respecting the law and its demands and the demands of love. However, Joseph could have walked away at any time had he not believed what God had told him in his dreams. He didn't walk away because he was a man of faith and integrity. That's why he's so important. Without his support, neither Mary nor Jesus would have survived. Thanks to Joseph, they did survive. He stepped in to the unknown.
believed his dreams and made a deliberate choice. I'm sure we can all see why Joseph has a very clear message for our own time. Thanks to Joseph, Jesus brought to his public ministry what much of what he'd been taught by him. When he spoke about God as a loving father, he must have been drawing on his own upbringing, drawing on his intimate knowledge of this extraordinarily good man. It seems as though our world has forgotten the value of parenthood and the important role our parents play in our formation, both human and spiritual. It's far more than about earning money to provide food and shelter. It's about nurturing, support and loyalty. It's about providing the best role models that only parents can provide, even in families where there is only one parent. For whatever reason, this model can still be provided, often against all the odds. But somehow we seem to have forgotten this, or we thought that we can get by without it. But Joseph with Mary were there, and that is why they are held up for the church and for the world as selfless examples of dedication and commitment which should resonate with us today. And I should say too that this applies to spiritual fatherhood, as in the priest, and like any vocation in life, there have been some less than good examples throughout the world which have made for suspicion and cynicism, all of which does not diminish the good done by the majority. We priests share that title father with all those who have been have begotten natural offspring. There are many paradoxes in this fatherhood, both natural and spiritual, like St Joseph, such as being figures of authority but not authoritarian, being visionary without being arrogant, servants without being servile, merciful but not cowardly, courageous but not foolhardy. The church and society have more need than ever of parents, husbands and wives, who are models of courage and honour, even when it means we have to go against the odds. So this Christmas, when we see the nativity scenes, when we sing the carols and pray at the crib, let's think on King Ahaz, Isaiah and Joseph, and their ability to dream big, always trusting, like Mary, in what God is asking them. To accomplish. Let us pray. Pour forth we beseech thee, O Lord, thy grace into our hearts, that we to whom the incarnation of Christ thy Son was made known by the message of an angel, may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection through the same Christ our Lord. Amen.